This time on Holy Ghost Notes. Holy Ghost Notes. Perfect, guys. It was snowing. You got that Christmas sparkle. Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas, man. You guys are living the high life over there. Oh, man. The hairstyle alone was awkward. Hello, and welcome to the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah. It is the 25th of December. We are recording this five days before Christmas, and uh, it's a little bit like recording an August Burns Red Christmas song <laughs> in July, when you just yeah. have to pretend when you're playing those blast beats to um, joy to the world that you're in the Christmas spirit. Yep. Although, man, I am in the Christmas spirit. We did Christmas Burns Red 11 days ago. And that was the moment for me. Jake yeah. throwing Christmas presents off the stage. Dustin was dressed up in Santa suit, or was it Jake, mm-hmm. or both? Um, I got my snacks over here. This is my special episode where I get to have whatever I want right next to me. I can snack the whole episode. I won't. Right. I pretty much snack myself out for the uh, pre-roll. <laughs> um, I would like to have some more olives. <laughs> I won't you drink like any. Olives, I huh? won't drink any olive juice, though. But, uh, <laughs> man, here it's we are, funny. man. Christmas, yeah, 2023. Man. Merry Christmas! Came so man. fast. Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, dude. I um, I, I normally it it takes like winter weather for me to really get in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> And it's the I'm weather's been all over juice. the place. It's pretty good. Yeah, it it's is. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not actually. Wow, that's salty. Okay. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> I wish you all could see his reaction right now. You weren't supposed to that see that. Good. I just drank some olive juice. Oh my gosh, that is enough salt for a week. All right. Sorry to interrupt you. I, just, I okay. had to try right. it. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I could have <laughs> probably could have predicted that one, but uh, yeah, Christmas time, man. I can't believe it's five days away. Um, I was outside in a T-shirt the other day, and that was weird. Um, but uh, the weather around here is unpredictable. I don't know if it's a little cooler by you than it is here, but um, it's been cold we, here recently. It's been it's been kind of nice, actually. When we got back from tour, so I was on tour for a month. And what I do when we come back from tour is, I'm like, all right, tomorrow morning, we're going to be pulling in Lancaster. It's either Mannheim or the city, if it's Christmas Springs Red, or somewhere that's home. So I wake up early, and um, if we make a gas stop for the bus, I go in, I get a cup of coffee, I come back out, and I sit up front with my bus driver. And the reason I like doing this is it's just... For me, I, I, I love home, and it takes me a little bit to switch gears, you know? Mm-hmm. And so if I see it, if I see the Turnpike or 283 or any of the local roads or highways, it, it helps me transition to home. Yeah. If you wake up in your bunk and you're already pulled into the storage unit or Rock Lidditz or the Marriott, where Christmas Prince Red is, it's, it's just too... It's not too abrupt, but it's it's just more fun, honestly, to see the drive leading to home. So yeah. anyway, I woke up early. I went up front. Um, we pulled over to the gas station. I got McDonald's, and I walked out, and it was snowing. Oh, man. It was snowing. And I'm like, this is so awesome, dude. You got that Christmas sparkle Christmas right Christmas burns red. Bat. It's yeah. tomorrow. Snow is laying on the ground. Oh, my gosh. This is so cool. Uh, we did we did both shows. <laughs> and it hasn't it hasn't snowed I mean that snow disappeared pretty pretty quickly to be honest but uh, it was kind of a welcome home gift in a way yeah. and now I'm home and I have my wood stove burning and it's it's cold outside but yeah yeah uh, there's no snow in the forecast there is not going to be a white Christmas no in fact my right, man. forecast says it's going to be like 52 degrees so 
I'll probably yeah. be breaking the football out on Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's not a bad thing either. That's not bad. No. No. Nothing bad about that. Yeah. Well, but, um, yeah, I'm excited. It's a, it's a fun time of year. Uh, it's a busy time of year, but it's uh, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. And um, especially, uh, I mean, you've got a lot to celebrate this time around um, mm-hmm. with uh, with your family, man. And and uh, mm-hmm. for me, that was that was a big turning point. Um, not that I didn't, not that I ever stopped enjoying Christmas, but having kids and having them be a part of new traditions that you make as a family together like that is just it it just kind of uh it yeah re-sparked the christmas magic for me a little bit yeah it's fun it's very fun we're going to talk about christmas memories today in our faith topic um our drum topic today is uh basically just a section where we thank the drummers out there who are putting in the time Mm-hmm. There are those of you listening to this who got done playing Christmas services on Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve Eve and Christmas Eve Eve Eve, <laughs> and maybe even Christmas Eve 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 Eve. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just thinking about this yesterday because a friend of mine pointed out that there are people on our worship team at church who have been volunteering their time for a year. Yeah. Like as the worship leader, mm-hmm. we don't have a worship director right now. And I'm like, wow. man, that is a lot of commitment when you don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of people in the rotation. So then I was thinking about the worship service I'd like to go to at a friend's church, and they have services starting tomorrow, which is the 21st. Wow. We're recording this on the 20th. So they do 21st, they do one service. 22nd, they do one service. 23rd, they do two, I think. And the 24th, they do three or two. They do like seven. It's insane. Yeah. So our drum topic is a uh, thank you. And, and, you know, obviously more than that, we'll talk about what it's like to be on a team like that. I personally love that. I think it's so fun to mm-hmm. prep for a service like that because I'm so used to prepping for tours that last a month. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> you're prepping an hour and 15-minute show that's going to go around the country. In the case of a church, a Christmas service, you might be playing 20... 20 minutes of music? Mm. Yeah. I mean, in the church we grew up in, Tim, it was like worship lasted like 45 minutes, but I, oh, that, yeah. that doesn't, that doesn't really happen. You don't see happen. that anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. like most of the church service was the was the worship. <laughs> right. um, now I feel like it's, I actually wish it was more like that. I, I, I love where music you go. too. The, I love the, music, but it's, yeah. it's like three songs and then you move on. It's like three yeah, hours. Yeah, wouldn't mind more. Yeah, if if you go to the the churches that are all about the the free worship, then there's really no rain on parameters. Yeah, there's <laughs> no true. parameters around it. <laughs> That's uh, true. It's kind of like true. you could go on for the next hour, and people might be heading to lunch in the middle of the service yeah. because they're still going. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. The more charismatic. Yeah. All, all depends locations. on the church. Yeah, you know, that's true. Well, that's what kind of church we were in, so that makes yeah. sense. Um, mm-hmm. So the, it's, yeah, our drum topic is, I'm really excited about it, actually. We're going to talk about what it's like to volunteer and spend your time practicing for something that um, maybe you don't get the recognition for. Mm. And we haven't ever covered that before. No. So that'll be a new new discussion for us. Um, but but first, I want to talk about Christmas. Just, okay. just the idea of, okay, here we are. It's 2023. We're at the end of the year. Christmas is so important on so many levels um, because for a lot of people, it's a really happy time, and for a lot of other people, it's a really sad time. And I was talking to Annie about this last night. Um, There's so much that is invocative about Christmas. Um, the, the, The lights, the music, uh, the traditions... The movies, um, did I say music? The music, I mean, there's if, yeah. if you've been in a relationship in the past over Christmas time, it's a really romantic time. So you build up and you and you make it this big thing, and then 
if things don't work out, you get to the next Christmas and it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah, right. And then you move yeah. on. You're with someone else, and maybe there's something that reminds you of that. Uh, maybe there's a loss in your family. Maybe maybe there's division in your family, and you no longer see the person. Maybe someone in your family moves away. Um, but it's it's this constant in your life when everything else in life is changing. And so, I was just talking to my drummer hangout community about this, and I was like. You know, at the end of every drummer hangout, we we have a time of like, all right, what's everyone struggling with? Is there anything we can pray for or encourage you in? And I was just saying, for, for me, talking to Annie last night, our tendency is to focus so much on what we want to do and what we want to accomplish, on what traditions we want to instate. And what I what I was thinking last night was, man, we got to get out of that rut a little bit. That is important, but. We can't we can't miss the fact that there are quite a few people around us right now in my in my life that are not doing well, and if we are just focusing on what we want to get out of it, I feel like we're really missing the mark on the holiday. I really do. I, I think I think it's a time where we can invite people in for that Christmas lunch. Um, I feel like it's a time when we can really. Uh, support our in-laws if they're elderly. I feel like it's a time when we can when we can shut up around the dinner table when there's that person who has a different view than we have, and just um, be be a little kinder. I don't mean back down from what you believe in or what you stand for, but it's it's one day, it's one weekend, and just to make it something special for someone else I think is, is really important. So that's that's part of our focus this year in my family is to try to bring other people into the joy that we're experiencing right now in the season. Because we know that we know that, you know, having a daughter three months ago and being newlyweds, we we are living um, the highlights right now. But we also know that that won't last forever. And that you're going to go through tough times and you're going to experience what a lot of other people are experiencing right now, which is not, not the ideal. Um, so we'll get into the Christmas talk and, um, we'll get into the thank you drummers discussion. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, the tour because the last time, the last time we talked, I wasn't actually done with tour yet. Um, the rescue and restore tour did really well. It, it was not as well attended as the 20-year tour, which is understandable. But um, it was a very successful tour in, in terms of people that liked the album and got into ABR 10 years ago when, when Rescue came out were there. And they knew every song. They knew It seemed like they knew every word. Tons of people had tattoos of the album artwork. And it was really cool. And then we came home for one day. And we did Christmas Burns Red on um, Friday and Saturday, which was nuts. Um, Annie got sick. I got sick. And here we are 10 days later. My drums are still in storage. And um, I'm taking a break until January to, uh, to start playing again. Okay, so let's get into our drum topic for today. I would like to start off by saying... Um, thank you to all of the drummers out there putting in the work, just in general. You're in a big band, you're in a small band, you play for your church, um, you practice in your basement and don't ever really have eyes on your plane. <laughs> you're a YouTube drummer, you're a TikTok drummer. Um, I just want to say thank you because what I get to do on the drums is bigger than than just you know me playing in my basement or me playing on tour, we are a community that's it's kind of an anomaly. Um, something that I was talking about with Annie was it's it's pretty rare to see a guitar convention that's really, really well attended. Hmm. But a drum show is pretty common. So I was over at the UK drum show and there were honestly thousands of people. You go to PASIC, you go to NAM. you're going to see drummers who are hanging out with other drummers, yeah. who are sharing uh, insight, who are, who are wanting to play with each other, they're wanting to watch each other play. 
Um, that th I thought that that was pretty common, regardless of what instrument it was. Like, oh, you're a keyboardist. You know, that's they do that too. Maybe they do. I know it's not as common with guitarists. Mm -hmm. And so, when I say thank you to the drummers out there, it's like it's actually pretty important that there are are as many uh, drummers as there are out there keeping this instrument popular and and alive and and pushing the limits, pushing the boundaries. Because um, I see it as as just we're all we're all doing something similar in the sense that uh, we all just love this instrument, <laughs> and and I feel really fortunate, dude, because I get I get recognized for my playing. Yeah, and I know I'm a good drummer, and I know I've put in time, but there are so many good drummers out there, and and many I would say even most of them don't get the recognition they deserve. That's that's and true. So with with Christmas, with Christmas right around the corner, and if you're listening to this, it's today uh, on the day it comes out. You might have just gotten done playing for Christmas services, and you had to practice and log into planning center and make sure you knew all the all the stops and all the cues and all the time signatures and show up to practice a couple times and you know feel the palm in your sweat when you get up there and you hear the click start and you're staring at 500 people in the congregation and they're live streaming it and maybe you're even paying for your own heads and sticks and symbols and you're 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 just you're making it you're making it count and i was i was thinking about this because there's a local church who does seven christmas eve services they do christmas eve christmas eve eve christmas eve eve, eve and christmas eve eve eve, eve 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 that's four yeah <laughs> they do a, they do a lot. Yeah. And it's the same musicians. Right. And so I just want to say thank you and um, publicly recognize you for what it's worth and also say good for you because it's it's not going to work against your future or your ability. It's it's only going to be an investment that's worth it for you. Mm -hmm. Whether it's the fact that you're playing with other musicians who are competent and pushing you or they're maybe not as competent as you and you're pushing them. Yeah. You're... You, you're getting experience playing music that you haven't played before. You're practicing so that you can play well. Um, you're getting in front of people that have never seen you play before. You're building an opportunity in a church and a community that might be important for you. Um, you're playing in a band that is not going on tour right now, but maybe we'll have an opportunity down the road. You're practicing for your YouTube video and you're getting... 150 views on each video now but in five years because you've been consistent with it and you've grown your ability um you're seeing the kind of success you want like there was the luke holland who in a sense did it first and did it really well but there will always be opportunities for drummers to come along and do things differently because everybody's different on the kit yep. that's right and, and that's that that's the important part. And where do you figure out that you're different in your practice space? Mm -hmm. When you're playing, when you're practicing, when you're putting in the time. That's that's where you actually figure it out. Like Mike Johnson always says. He's like he's like he's like you can't just watch me, you got to play along, right? When he's teaching an exercise. Yep. He's like you can't he's like don't just watch, you pick up your sticks. Come on, play along. Mm -hmm. Cuz it's 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 tempting to sit on your couch and watch someone else chase their dreams but it's a whole other thing to pick up your your sticks you know and actually do the work mm -hmm. and for those people out there that are doing that it's really impressive to me and i just want to say publicly thank you yeah yep yeah it's a lot of work i mean you and i both cut our teeth in many ways by playing uh music growing up in the church various different churches in fact um, and there's there's a lot to be learned, and um, you know even just playing with different musicians can do so much for you as a musician, right? It's um, it's it's huge, and and uh, I know um, as someone who's played many Christmas Eve services and even. <laughs> Christmas Day services <laughs> on occasion when there's a Sunday Christmas service. Um, and it's a lot of work and it's a lot of commitment. It's a lot of sacrifice. Um, you know, just uh, getting ready for 
for the service is a lot of work, but even just, um, you know, having to say no to Christmas parties or family get togethers because you have to be at, uh, practice early or you have to go set up. Like there's a lot mm -hmm. of commitment. And, um, and so, yeah, uh, I echo Matt's statement. Just thank you guys for putting in the work and, um, for, uh, you know, I know when I've been in that position that I'm, I'm not expecting a thank you. And, uh, and many times I feel like, um, I, I'm not in the spotlight <laughs> when I'm up there. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's good. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way, but it's, uh, it's because of that almost <laughs> that I want to bring you guys into the spotlight a little bit. Like, right. um, there's, there's a lot to be said about, um, being a worship musician in general, because, and we've talked about this in the past, um, just, uh, you know, leading people in worship and when, when the focus isn't on you at all, but you're up there part of a team leading, uh, there's a lot to be said. It's, it's tough <laughs> it's mm -hmm. for a performer, especially. Uh, and when you're working so hard on your craft to not be recognized for it, um, mm -hmm. you know, says a lot about, uh, about, about your character. So, um, appreciate all of you, uh, for doing that. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And I want to add on to this too. So if you're listening to this and you are in a position where you're like, you know what? I could try out for church. I know that they need drummers or I could try for that band or my friend's a guitarist, and I'm just scared to get together and play because I don't feel like I'm good enough. Take the risk. Mm -hmm. Take the risk. Go do it. Please do it. Because here's why. The logic says this. Four questions you need to ask yourself. What's the best thing that, what's the best thing that will happen if you do this? What's the worst thing that will happen if you do this? What's the best thing that will happen if you don't do this? And what's the worst thing that will happen if you don't do this? So let's say you're a metal drummer and there's a guitarist who writes BT Bam style progressive dream theater riffs. And you're like, I I've been playing for like five years. I'm pretty good, but I, I just do not know rudiments. And I'm, s I'm scared to hit this guy up. He's hit me up. Hey, you want to get together and play? All right. What's the best thing that can happen if you call him up and say, let's play? This Sunday, we're playing. Best thing? You guys start a band. Mm -hmm. You start writing music. You record an album. You get signed by a label. You go on tour, and it's your career. Mm -hmm. Worst thing? Honestly? You get together. Worst thing that could happen? He's like, you are a terrible drummer. <laughs> Why did you call me? You wasted my time. Throws his guitar pick at you and walks out. All right. No big deal. Cool. <laughs> so you know where you're at. I mean, maybe he's right, maybe he's not. Either way, you tried, and now you can literally cross that off of your list of things to do today. Mm -hmm. You no longer need to call that guy. You know where things are. Yeah. You know where things stand. All right, what's the best thing that can happen if you do it, and you don't? And what's the worst thing that can happen if you do it? What's the best thing that can happen if you don't do it? The best thing that can happen if you don't do this Another opportunity comes along that's like it. Mm -hmm. What's the worst thing that can happen if you don't do it? He finds someone else. He finds someone else and you stop playing drums and you just completely missed it. So either you quit playing drums and you miss a chance or you might find another opportunity down the road. Okay. Where you'll if be you, faced with the same so those are both four questions. If you don't do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh huh. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> or, or if you do it, you, you, you face rejection. Which, hey, we're all living the same life here. I mean, it's it's not quite the same for everybody, but you're going to be rejected by somebody mm -hmm. along the way. And uh, actually, it'll be be pretty good for you 
uh, too, depending on on yeah. how you handle it. Um, or, or the other option, if you do it, is it turns out to be one of the best things you've ever done in your life. So do it. Seriously, please do it. Make it your goal. And when you set goals going into the new year, which I'm sure we'll discuss at some point, don't set a bunch. Don't pick a bunch of goals. It's hard to just achieve one goal in a year. It's hard to change one thing about your life in a year. It really is. Mm-hmm. We try to set all these things up like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lose weight. I'm going to um, you know, I'm gonna start reading my Bible every day. I'm going to spend uh, three hours with my spouse every Sunday afternoon. Like It's way too much. You can't, you, you can't change that much about yourself that quickly. So just, just have one thing. Hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to try this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would just really encourage you, if there's one takeaway from this episode, if, if you've been on the fence about um, trying out, about pushing yourself, about putting yourself out there, about recording the video and putting it online, please do it. And send it to us and let us know. You know, mm-hmm. let us know how it went. Yeah. Good or bad. I want to know. Yeah. And maybe we could feature something like that in a future episode. Um, I'm I'm willing to accept I was wrong and encouraging you to take a risk, but I'm 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 not. I'm not wrong. Because taking risks is part of life. And when you take risks, when when the risk is you being told you're not good enough, or you being told you're not ready. Are you being told come back later? Are you being told keep practicing? Those are not. That's not a risk. That's that. That's actually that's actually um, going to be your teacher, mm-hmm. right? It's like you found an opportunity. You found a door, and now you're stepping in, and you just found an opportunity that you didn't have before. Right. Seriously, it doesn't feel good. It hurts, and it kind of rocks your identity around a little bit. But guess what? You are not a drummer like that's that's not your identity that's not who you are that's mm-hmm. not what you're that's not what you're made of that's that's not your default that's what you do for fun and maybe for a job but if that's your identity man when you're playing really well you're going to be a cocky no fun kind of person to be around when you're playing poorly you're going to be hiding in the back seat of the van like I used to be mm. you know because you missed one 16th note in suburbia you know yeah. or in my case like 400 of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean every every opportunity uh in life is is an opportunity to to learn and to grow regardless of what it is yeah you know um there have been many times where the band that i joined uh was way more talented than i was and the easy yeah. thing to do would have been to say, guys, I'm not up to your level. I'm not up to your standard of playing. Right. Um, I, you know, I'm going to quit and let someone else join who can, you know, match your, your level of excellence. But I never, I never did yeah. that. And, and because I stuck with it, I learned and I grew. I got better because I was playing yep. with people who Absolutely. challenged me. And, and I would encourage you, even if you show up to that, um, that audition and you get, you know, beaten down, (laughs) just, you know, rejected, um, I would encourage you to, you know, at the very least ask, well, what can I do to be better? What do I need to work on? You know, you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're rejecting me for whatever reason, you have uh, expertise in this area. Tell me what I can do to learn. How how can I come back here a year from now yeah. or six months from now and yeah. prove you wrong? Prove to you that I'm the right, right guy. What do I need to do? Like just find a way to turn that situation. That's a great point. Into yep. something good. Um, like I I heard a really really good. Um, uh, I guess it's a a short speech, but it's basically a way to take the conversation and make it positive in any circumstance. Mm -hmm. And it's by simply replacing the word but with yes and. So instead of, so so say I come to you and uh, I play 
drums really poorly and you say, dude, you, you suck. You suck. And I say, but I put so much practice in. That yeah. maintains this negative. It belittles what you said. <laughs> you told me I sucked. Yeah. And I'm saying, but, yeah. but yeah. I'm trying to prove you wrong because I put practice in. Yeah. But if I say, yeah. yes, and what can I do better? Yeah. Or yes, and I put a lot of practice mm. in, but I guess I have more practice to do. That just switched it to right. this positive, right. you know, and there, and right. I can see that. I mean, that's a conversational approach and something that I've worked into my uh, methods with communicating with clients from a business right. level, just keeping the conversation positive and not taking what they're saying and, and belittling it or trying to argue against it. Rather, just accepting right. it and telling them why. You know, it's a great selling tactic. It's a great just communication tactic. But I could see that being the same case here. Um, just keep it positive, you know. Um, if something negative happens, just turn it around. How can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? Um, there's always a way to learn mm-hmm. and grow in every situation yeah. in life. It's just it's all a matter of your perspective and, and how you choose to take your next step afterwards. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's uh, a great point. Yeah, so um, that's a that's a great life point yeah. in general. I mean, you're <laughs> right. talking to your spouse, you know, instead of saying yeah, but yep, you can you can uh, you can acknowledge what the other person says. Yeah. Yes, and, and uh, how do we changes. get past this? Yeah, <laughs> yes, and yeah, how do defensive. we grow? Yeah, exactly. Dude, I used to get defensive about my plane if I was in the studio and the guys wanted to change a part. In the control room, I'd be like, oh, my gosh. I would just feel so insulted. And mm. it's like, it really doesn't matter. We're just trying to make the best possible song yeah. here. Yep. When you align in the overall goal, it's so much easier to uh, approach it like that. Yeah. And that's that's just, yeah, that's yeah. important just as a relational uh, thing. But I think if you can have yeah. that approach with this specifically, um, you know, it hurts. It's humiliating at times, but, um, but there is an opportunity that that's then presented to you is, you know, where do I go from here? Um, so, yeah, I think this is the point that I'm, I'm, this is kind of the point that I'm making here with, um, with, with playing on a, on a worship team or a church service or in a band is like, there's something about being a part of something bigger than just drumming. Mm -hmm. And when I would play for church, I don't know if you feel like this. It's so, it's really cool to me to show up and there's all these other people who are volunteering their time and you're putting something together with them and presenting it to a church body. Or if you're a band, you're putting something together as in my case, five guys and you're taking it around the country with your team. Mm Mm-hmm. Your seven crew who are driving, setting up merch, setting up guitars, setting up drums, setting up lights, setting up sound, taking pictures and video so that you can do this thing. It's like that's a really very rewarding part of this whole thing for me. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, and I would I'd encourage you as a musician to think about that or I'd encourage you as a photographer or a tech um, or someone that's interested in the music industry, think about how, how neat that is to be a part of something bigger than yourself and to be able to work together with other people. Mm-hmm. It's such a large component of why you can have pride in what you do mm-hmm. and um, why it's so rewarding. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited for these Christmas Eve, 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 Eve <laughs> services. Um, we're going to three different churches, three different services. My wife works at one. I'll see I'll see at least two of those three Yikes. services. That's a lot, man. Yep, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of candles burning. There's going to be a lot of Christmas <laughs> yeah. songs sang, and I will literally not get tired of it. There you go. I, I'm, I'm excited <laughs> about all of it. It's awesome. So, um, you know, Arakana is... Um, is one of the types of uh, um, foods that we're going to be eating. It's like a it's like a chicken dish. Nice. Um, we're also going to be having shrimp and cocktail and artichoke dip. And um, I don't know. There's there's is I, the arakana a pretty moist poultry dish or is it pretty is it like drier? Yeah. yeah. No, it's well, yeah. I mean, it depends. Ours is probably a little drier. Okay. Yeah. 
but um, you know, we don't have the kind of bling that you guys do around the Anderson house. So <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> I don't know, I don't man. Know. It's, you guys, you guys are living the high life over yeah. there. Oh man, yeah, man. yikes! <laughs> so before we skip past this yeah. topic, <laughs> I want to. I have a question for you, just for fun. We're yeah. gonna have fun here. Yeah. What's yeah. the uh, What's your least favorite Christmas song? to play on drums ah john at a specifically at a um, church service because august burns red well so i think i played it different. tonight i think i played it tonight uh i played gajon for the kids ministry tonight and i i really enjoyed it but there was one song it's like this is not designed for children <laughs> and it was um it was um joyful joyful we adore thee Oh, is that what it's called? I, I don't know that one. Joyful, joyful. It's not joy to the world. Okay. Joy to the world was going to be mine, actually. That's, <laughs> that's my least favorite, I think. That's really funny. To play on drums. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Da, 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 it's just, da, it's just da, not meant da, da, for full da, da, band. Da, da, no, it's not. It's really not. It's really not. Park the Herald so Angels sing is okay. a, close, a close second for me. Neither <laughs> of those were meant for full band. What's, <laughs> just, what do you think is the best drumming song besides Oh Holy Night? Because my God. Oh Holy Night. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. The I can see you rocking some, some sweet 6 8 fills over that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Sleigh Ride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sleigh Ride is a lot of oh, fun, yeah. man. <laughs> How does that one go? Sleigh ride? Just yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, you could have so much fun with that. Yeah. But just like that, you know, yeah, that two-step beat, you know. Just hear those sleigh bells jingling. So fun. It's here, Tim. Come on, give us some Matt Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. You got to wait till, uh, got to wait till the Christmas record. That's going to be in 2035. 2035. That's advantageous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're moving on to Christmas because we've already moved on to Christmas. Yes, so, Christmas. Um, here's how we're going to do this. Here's how we're going to do this. Um, <laughs> I want to know. This is not what you think it's going to be. Um, I want to know. What is one of the most awkward things that has ever happened to you over the holidays? Whether it's that cousin who says the stuff that's just like, oh my gosh, we got to get out of here. I just, I know he's going to, he's going to, he's going to say that about, uh, about me, um, gaining 25 pounds (laughs) (laughs) of everybody, or it's something that happens in church, which is why I brought it up because sometimes it's stuff that happens in the service. Yeah. Um, candlelight service, uh, flame gets a little out of control (laughs) and, uh, lights the cloth seat on fire and they got to bring over one of the Linens from the front uh, communion plate. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's a movie. Yeah. Uh, you go first on this one because I have to think about it. I, I, I there's okay. nothing like, at least there's nothing, <laughs> okay. there's nothing. I will. So I'll it's, I, there's either something so traumatizing that I blocked it out of my memory or there was nothing traumatizing yeah. enough to where it sticks yeah. out as an awkward moment. But I'm going to think about it. Okay. So okay. go ahead and, okay. I'll, and I'll, and I'll try to come up with something. That's fine. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, I think this was Christmas. I have this horrible memory of me. I, I think I got home from tour very shortly before this holiday. I think it was Christmas. And, oh, man. I don't know why. There was... I actually I don't even want to bring that up. I can't go there. It's I I just I started to think about how I would even tell you, and I I can't, it had to do with me. Yeah. Um. So I'll do I'll do one slightly less actually a lot less humiliating. Uh, around the holidays, I was living at home. I was pro- ah, of course I was living at home. I was probably like fourteen, 
And we had a weight bench in the basement that was homemade. Mm. My dad made it out of two by fours and plywood. And he had some somewhere acquired this weight set that was um, made from sand. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen that kind? Yeah. Where yep. it's like, yeah, it I takes a of lot of them to make 45 pounds. Like, yeah, you look like you're real ripped when you're benching because <laughs> there's like 10 plates on the other side. Right. That kind. Right. And the... Um, the way to keep the weight on the bar was what kind of looked like a drum key or like a like a hex key. Mm-hmm. You t- you thread this piece into the bar. Right. Okay. So I had threaded I had threaded it onto the bar with my with my hands, which weren't very strong. And I would I would bench in the basement, and I thought I was getting pretty strong. And and one day we were having dinner, getting pretty close to the holidays, and um, I thought, you know what? Everyone's seated there, mom, dad, all my siblings. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to take my shirt off. I'm going to bring this um, bar, you know, up upstairs with the weights on it, and I'm going to show everyone just how strong I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I did that. I went downstairs, shirt off, came back upstairs, and um, I pro- it's a 25-pound bar probably, and I probably had 15 pounds on either side. Um call it a little less than that actually it it was heavy for me when i was 15 but i was like i i know i can do this yeah so i i went upstairs and i and i everyone's eating dinner and i i stood about 10 feet away and my my dad had just built this house like three years before this so um everything's pretty brand new uh linoleum flooring and um you know just really nice really nice kitchen and um, so I'm standing there, and I, I said, you know, watch, watch me, watch this. I'm gonna, uh, you know, watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so every, everyone that cared enough turned, turned and looked, and I started curling this thing and kind of arching my back, and uh, I got it like halfway <laughs> up, and all of a sudden, um, one of the weights started sliding off of the bar because it wasn't tight which means the other side is now much heavier Uh and is tilting me that way way. (laughs) meanwhile the weight is falling on the ground and i'm no longer able to keep this thing balanced and in slow motion the bar cockeyed hits the linoleum floor and puts a crater in it. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm standing there shirtless, 15-year-old <laughs> uh, know-it-all um holding this empty bar cockeyed with one side of it in the linoleum and all the weights all over the floor. Yeah. That hole in the linoleum is still there to this day. <laughs> really? It's been it's been twenty three years. It is still there, Tim. Constant it's never reminder been repaired because it <laughs> it can't moment. be. It can't be repaired. <laughs> That's that, pretty funny. That Christmas, whatever gifts had been purchased were then gifted to my siblings. Mm. And <laughs> and I sat there with very little. Yes. <laughs> but maybe a couple stocking stuff <laughs> a toothbrush and a pair of socks. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> wow. So I don't have anything quite that bad. Uh the only thing I could actually think of <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> the only thing I could Jeez. think of was uh my gosh crying during It's a Wonderful Life. That was probably the most embarrassing moment. Which, on Christmas which part I could of think. it was it? Look at uh, the No, no, no. Like later on when, you know, he he realizes that people love him and, you know, he's needed and he changed, you know, George people. Bailey. Yeah, yeah. That's probably Probably That's the, the worst the most, thing. That's probably the most embarrassing my. thing. I I wouldn't say it's like the most awkward. Um, I, I can't wow. put my finger on like a really can't awkward. Can't believe I went first. Christmas. Had memory. I known you were gonna say that, I would have said I, I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I farted or something. Like, really? That's. Yeah. 
You did a very natural thing there, Tim. Yeah. A thing that literally millions of people have done. You're like, yeah, that's probably the most Something best. that humanizes me, in fact. It's, yeah, it's... <laughs> well, there's one side of this if, podcast that's... If I think of one. Uh... Yeah. You're, yeah. you're pulling all the weight here, Matt. Or you're dropping it. Depends all right, on that. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> one or the other. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's uh, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I think of something, I'll throw it out there. Well, we've we've got that's a little bit good, of episode dude. left for me to think of something, so that's that's pretty good. No, that's it. That's all you get. You know, I used to, um, man, Christmas was so awesome growing up. Mm. It was so awesome. I converted seventeen VHS tapes to digital about eight years ago, mm-hmm. uh, seven years ago. I got this software. And this device for like 80 bucks, and I converted every single VHS tape to digital because I wanted to try to find the footage that I knew I had filmed of me BMX jumping. <laughs> and I never, I never found that tape, unfortunately. But I did convert 17 tapes over, and dude, watching footage every Christmas, the 99 cent mini bike that my mom bought at a, at a yard sale, and then my dad and Ben. And Jesse and I spent fixing up until mm. it ran, and it became our dirt bike for years. The $99 mini bike that I got mm. walked me out with a handkerchief over my eyes. I saw that thing. I could not believe I literally had a mini bike. I can, I can, I can smell the way the fuel smelled when we, like when we started it up. Yeah. I, could, I, I, can, I, I know exactly how the bars bent whenever I jumped it. My dad had to weld it together. Like, that was a Christmas gift. Yeah. That was so cool. I remember my dad having the the trash bag out as soon as we would start opening gifts because there was just going to be so much wrapping paper. Yeah. I remember when my, my sisters got American dolls that looked exactly like them. It was like the biggest purchase my parents made because they got these little dolls that looked like my sisters. For them <laughs> That's crazy, keep. yeah. I remember when our family friends would come over at like 9 a.m. and I was so bummed because... The older we got, the more gifts we got, and the longer it took to get around the circle back to you again, and we didn't get all our gifts opened, and they were already there. And it's mm. like, crap, we have to stop? Like, wait, we, we have to wait till this afternoon to open the rest of them? You know? Oh, my gosh, man. And we'd have this big breakfast casserole, and people would just hang out and eat all day long, and... We'd go outside and ride four-wheeler and dirt bike and read the Bible story in the morning and go to the candlelight service the night before. And just there are so many things about this holiday is is by far my my favorite. Thanksgiving mm. I really like. Yeah. But Christmas, every year I'm reminded just how much I love this holiday. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I'm the same way. It's uh it's because it's because I think um you know, Christmas is like a season of celebration. So the entire yeah. month of December, every year for your entire life, is just pretty much centered around Christmas in many ways. Christmas yeah. parties and family gatherings and, of course, Christmas Day, kind of the epitome of all of it. <laughs> you know, opening yeah. presents in the morning and, you know, it's... it's um. So, and from, from childhood, once you start remembering things, once you, you know, are old enough to understand what's happening, there is just so much excitement around it. And, and so, uh, you know, you do remember it with fondness and, um, it's, yeah, so (laughs) there's a lot of things, uh, I've got a lot of Christmas memories, um, you know, mostly with with family growing up, um, just there was always um, on Christmas morning we'd open presents and we'd we'd finish opening presents and start playing with whatever we got, and then my parents uh, every year like clockwork would be like, "Wait a second, I think there's one more that we forgot about," and then they'd bring out kind of the <laughs> big, the big, the big gift boy. that um, we were all hoping we get. 
um, you know, we were pretty good at like not getting disappointed when we didn't get things that we wanted. But um, yeah, but for whatever reason, every year, even though this always happened, it was always a surprise <laughs> when this happened. Oh yeah. wait, there's one more. Um, yeah. <laughs> then the big gift comes out, you know, um, and it just became uh, so much fun. So that's that's something I uh, remember fondly. Um, another thing which probably led to this uh, podcast, actually, in many ways, is uh, uh, a good friend of mine, um, Tim Traver. Uh, I'm not sure if you're listening, but if you are, shout out to you. Uh, we used to do this thing every year from, uh, let me think, it was 2004. Every year, we would um, do what's called a Christmas special, where we would record ourselves interviewing ourselves <laughs> in different voices. Um, <laughs> and so we made up characters and would basically have conversations with each other and ourselves using these different character personas. And every year around <laughs> Christmas time, we would record these Christmas specials. And then post-production would involve pitching the other characters' voices down yeah. So that it sounded yeah. different, and then we would listen back to yeah. them with, you know, Christmas music and sound effects. And it was kind of like your classic uh, uh, Adventures in Odyssey kind of style yeah. where there's usually some kind of adventure. So there's sound effects and there's dialogue. And, and so we did this every year, like clockwork. Um, and that was just something that uh, That's so I remember funny. fondly. And it also, I mean, the reason why it, it led to the podcast in a way is because it really helped me be able to talk into a microphone with confidence right? and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, just have conversations very openly and honestly and without, right. you know, without the red light syndrome, I guess. Um, right. so, uh, so shout out to, uh, to, to that Christmas tradition right there. That's um, really cool. So that's, that's a, really that's cool. a fond memory of mine. And then of course, you know, with, with the kids, there's just so many yeah. memories being made and many more to be made. Uh, it's just, oh it's gosh, very yeah. exciting now. Um, we do the, the Elf on the Shelf, um, which some people frown upon. Uh, we don't mm -hmm. do the whole, like, the elf is watching and he's reporting back to Santa. We try not to make it like a guilt trip right. thing. But it is very fun, right. uh, you know, uh, and stressful at times because I often forget to move the elf. But... Uh, <laughs> It's fun <laughs> putting the elf in different locations and, you know, different positions and doing random fun things and, you know, surprising the kids right. every morning. So that's, that's been fun. And right. Yeah, man. And, it's just, and is so it much a daily it. thing for you? It's a it's daily like thing. It's like at the end of the day, you have to do it? Yeah. Okay. I, if, so will you do that after this? I will do that after this. If I remember, uh, this morning I woke up in a panic because I completely forgot to move the elf and so scrambled uh -huh. downstairs and managed to move it before the kids got down. Do you ever um, forget where it is? You're like, crap, where did I? Um, it has happened uh, a couple times. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it's fun, man. It's it's just a fun time. And, and yeah. again, because because of the kids and the, and the ages that they're in, they just eat up everything yeah. Christmas-related. It's There's so much excitement around oh, it. Yeah. Um, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So um, before we end this part of the podcast and before we uh, end this episode in general, I just want to say I'm sorry if you're going through a lot this year. Yeah. Um, this episode has had a lot of levity, and I, I think that that's important and that's good because we need to be able to um, we, we need to be able to have things to look forward to. You know, this right. might not be an easy year for you, but maybe next will next year will be. Um, I, um, being a Christian, I, I think that, you know, this is just such an amazing time of year to remember that as my pastor, um, as one of our pastors said recently that God's, God's love for you, um, you, you might feel like you understand what that, what that means that God loves you, but is it possible that you don't, you don't fully understand it and that you, you could, um, you could read the Bible or you could be praying or you could just realize that, man, uh, you, you don't have 
it completely figured out. You don't have your 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 faith or your view of how God loves you or God's grace in your life completely figured out. And this Christmas might be a time for you to see it in a way that's that's new and fresh and um, just honestly life changing. And I think Christmas is a really important time of year for that. Where if if you have family. Um, now it's a good chance you're going to see them and you can, you, you can reconcile broken relationships or you can get closer to, um, people in your life that you might not be all that close to. Um, you can, you can spend time in church, uh, when maybe that's the, not somewhere that you usually go. And there's going to be more interaction with, with other people and with God than what there might be throughout the year. And I think that that mm-hmm. is a net um, net, net gain. In fact, I know it is. I know it is because man, we need each other and we need God. And Christmas introduces a lot of stress into people's lives because we get into this rhythm and routine of doing things our way throughout the year and choosing how we want to spend our time and who we want to see and not see. But there's something that's just so good about, um, Getting getting outside of our comfort zone and um, seeing seeing things differently, and hearing people that we don't usually let into our lives, and um, putting ourselves in situations that would make us uncomfortable otherwise, it's a really good thing. So I would encourage you, if you are having a tough time, I'm really sorry, and I hope next year will be better and that you can have peace and rest this year. Yeah. Um, if things are really good this year, I'd encourage you to do what I'm thinking about doing for our family, which is who can we help? Hmm. Who can we bless? Who can we incorporate into our schedule this year? Invite over for lunch um, or just give money to or give our time to volunteer for. Um, I, I really feel that that's an important thing for us to be doing right now with yeah. all of the fortune that we've had. Yeah. And uh, and more than anything, man, I, I just I just want to say Merry Christmas and thank you for listening to this episode. Thanks, yeah. uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. If it is Christmas, Merry Christmas. If it's Merry shortly Christmas. thereafter, yeah. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And um, go and watch Home Alone one and two, but definitely not three. <laughs> I haven't seen either of them yet, but uh, that's on the list here. Yes, I am finishing up as of today. Finishing up Home Alone two. Got both. Got Ooh. both down this year. Pretty pretty fun. So I That's did awesome. think of an awkward Christmas memory. And I'm gonna share it with you Boom. right now. So right. I uh I guess it's not it's not that awkward now that I'm thinking about it. But ah. uh <laughs> um I was at a Christmas party at my uh uh close friends and neighbors house at the time. Uh, I was young, uh probably nine, ten years old, something like that. And, um, uh, all the kids were playing. We were, we were upstairs, uh, at some point, like running through the halls and stuff. And I run into this table in the hallway and immediately feel pain in my hand. Um, and I look down and my hand is just covered in red and I start freaking out because, like, it looks like blood. Like, it looks like my hand is just right. covered in blood, and it, it hurt. So I was like, what right. did what just happened? What did I do? Turned out that oh, boy. I had run into a table with a lit candle, and the wax. red wax spilled all over my hand and all over the upstairs carpet at my neighbor and friend's house. Oh, my um, gosh. So I think we did manage to get the wax out of the carpet, um, but I was peeling wax off my hand for the rest of the night. And uh, <laughs> and I remember that clear as day, so that must have been one of those traumatic yeah. <laughs> Christmas memories. Yeah, that sticks with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, didn't it definitely get stuck on me. <laughs> that's, that's back in the fro days. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, those were definitely the fro days. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, most actually, there's lots All of right. embarrassing moments that I think about it. Just the hairstyle alone, 
was was awkward. <laughs> the deep, deep, deep V. Yeah, the deep, deep, deep V. At age feet. 12. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like Matt said, if you're listening to this, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Um, we have an amazing group of individuals who are supporting this podcast. And uh, we were just talking to them earlier in pre-roll. Um, but we really couldn't do this without them. So thank you, Inner Circle. Uh, we do have a new member that I want to give a shout out to. So shout out to Jordan Washington. Welcome to the Inner Jordan Circle. Jordan Washington. Thank you yes. for your support. Hey, brother. And um, looking forward to getting to know you, man. Um, but yeah, I hope you all have a Merry Christmas and a uh, Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year. And uh, I'm telling you now so that... Um, you weren't disappointed you the by the rest, but Adam Adam was to supposed to be Adam Gray was supposed to be in this episode. No good. <laughs> <laughs> and we had to uh, last minute yeah, figure Adam. out the plan, but uh, we will be getting him back in 2024. Don't worry, don't worry. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We'll get him. I'm hopeful, but we'll see. That boy is elusive. <laughs> he is he's elusive. Uh, yeah, he's gotten sneaky in his old age. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Tim. Merry Christmas. To you and man. your family. I hope yes. to see you soon. And Merry Christmas to all of you listening. Thank you for joining us. This year, we are yeah. still a podcast. We're still a podcast. And man, is it freaking awesome. Yeah. We still get to do this. I love it. I'll talk to you again. Talk to you all again in 2024. That's right. See you next year. 24. Ding, 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 <laughs> ding. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. Hey everyone, this is Ollie from Melbourne, Australia. Just want to give a shout out to my mum, Yvette, for taking such good care of my grandmother throughout this entire year. And wanted to wish all of you in the Holy Ghost Notes community a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It's Adrian Johnson from Johnson Farms up here in Canada. Just wishing all the Holy Ghost Note listeners in the Great White North a Merry Christmas. And hey, Colin, if you're listening... Got to get you up here to do Cohen Snow and my driveway's uh, getting pretty crazy. Merry Christmas.